0: That, you try not to judge man e- exactly but it just it, it threw me off i mean there was just there was a lot of like satanic things down there that just kind of freaked me out <laughs> a little bit
1: welcome to the real estate in michigan audio experience podcast with your host and local real estate professional andrew mcmanaman what's up man how are you not bad. Not bad. How have you been doing? Good. You got the official setup there. I'm just sitting in front of a wall like some kind of putts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I figured i have a nice backdrop going on. But uh, yeah, I mean...
1: <sighs> yeah, I love it.
0: Let's uh, let's just jump right into this. I mean, let's just tell everybody about yourself and your story and kind of why you got into home inspecting.
1: For sure, man. Um, well, first off, thanks for having me. Um For those who who don't know, I actually had to cancel on this twice. Um, So I appreciate you, uh, you know, giving me a third strike here um, and I'll jump in and be able to do this. Um, So my name is Jake Baker. I own Points North Home Inspections. Um, I've been doing home inspections in the Metro Detroit and Northern Michigan area now for about a year. Um, Previously, uh, my wife and I lived in Chicago for 10 years. And for a number of those years, I was actually a showing agent. Um, And so spent a lot of time um, with inspectors uh, helping get deals done um, in the city. I was able to kind of come across and realize that there was a little bit of a gap as far as the experiences buyers were getting with some of the high-end agents um, and then the experience they were getting with the home inspector that they chose um the ability just wasn't there the experience just wasn't on par with what i thought should be happening um so saw an opening kind of in the market there and when my wife and i came back to the metro detroit area um i decided to pivot in the real estate world um, and start up points north home inspections
0: very nice very nice yeah i remember you, you saying yeah. a little bit about you being a showing agent and all that i mean how, just Briefly, how was your experience with that? What did you What did you think about being an agent for a
1: little bit? It was good, man. So I worked for um, a brokerage in Chicago called Conlin and Co. and was started off there as an intern, actually, like in their marketing department, um, answering phones, putting together packages for um, sellers, buyers alike. And one day, one of the brokers was like, hey, man, you should get your uh, showing agent's license. Um, They do things a little bit differently as far as licensing goes um, in Illinois versus Michigan. Um, So I was able to obtain um, my showing agent's license and really just kind of hustled around the city and let people in doors and made sure that the you know, water was turned off and the ovens were turned off. And a lot of the same things I actually do now as a home inspector when I leave the house, funny enough. For sure. Well,
0: that's cool. Well, I mean, let's just jump right into this. Let's, let's start it off simple by saying, I mean, what is a home inspection and why are they really important?
1: Yeah. So a home inspection is a non-invasive inspection of the home, right? Um, your home inspector is going to go around. It's going to make sure that not only is everything safe for you and your family. Uh, But all of your major components are um, running properly, efficiently, smoothly, and are still within a um, time that their their livelihood or their likelihood that they're going to die on you in the next six months isn't going to happen. Or if it might happen, then it's our job to let you know, hey, you need to accommodate um, something in your budget for your hot water heater because it's coming close to the end of its useful life.
0: Gotcha. And I, and I know there's this uh, there's this misconception that people are expecting a lot from the standards pretty high for home inspectors when they meet with clients during these inspections. And they're talking about, well, what, what do you think about this? And I know they're they're trying to get a really unbiased, but very biased opinion. I mean, what's, what's your take on that and giving feedback to the client while you're there?
1: Yeah. So, you know, every client is different and every house is different, right? So um, some clients, for instance, they want to know, hey, um, there's a finished uh, bathroom in my basement or in this basement of the home that we're inspecting, um, but it's got a stand-up shower. Can I rip out that stand-up shower and put in a tub? And how much is that going to cost me? And what is the hours going to be? And all of that good stuff, right? So we try to kind of take a step back with them, say, hey, let's get everything in the house that's here right now, inspected make sure we can get all of that crossed off the list. And then we can talk about things that you might be looking for down the line. Um, You know, pricing things right now, I find is kind of one of the hardest parts about um, having that conversation, just because as you know, lumber prices are through the roof, Um, roof commodities, um, you know, other building materials are, are all over the place. Um, So sometimes giving direct quotes um, is a little tough, but we, we try to guide them in a direction of, you know, it's a couple hundred dollars or it's going to be a couple thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. I've seen there, there has been times where I've seen an inspector that will give kind of like a a very, like just an on point number for a quote and it just came back to bite them a little bit. I know Obviously, with the inflation of materials going on, but there there is a range. I mean, there's a there's a general range that you could give for a renovation if you knew. But I know, like I said, a lot of people put pressure on you guys to to have these quotes on the top of your head and just be quoting their jobs as you're walking through the house. Right. And they just yeah just need to realize that you're there to obviously point out the hazards and point out. I mean, a general lifespan and things like that. So I, what would you say is the general amount of time you're spending on an inspection? Cause that's, that's a question I get to, and I know it obviously depends on the house, but yeah. What's the situation? Yeah.
1: It dep- obviously depends on the house. Like you said, I think a good rule of thumb is about an hour per thousand square feet. Um, that seems to be enough time to where, you know, the inspector can walk through the home um, really be meticulous in in the details and what he's trying to uh, do and accomplish. Um, But obviously not be there all day as well. You know, we, we we're cognizant people have things to do. Agents like yourself have other showings to get to other inspections to get to hopefully. Um, So we're trying to, yeah, I would say be there um, and get out as efficiently as possible.
0: And then that kind of just bring, brings us right into the next point. Um, Obviously there's, if you're there for 25 minutes, then you you know that the inspector obviously didn't take the time to really break down every single thing and just look yeah. at everything. So what does an inspector look for? Like when you go into a house, what is something that you're looking for? What's catching your eye? Explain a little bit about yeah.
1: that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really so much that it's hard to mm-hmm. encapsulate, but when you've done it enough things kind of stick out at you and and you know, okay, well, I'm at the corner of the house right now. Here's maybe the corner of the exterior of a house right now. Here's maybe what I need to be looking for as far as trim goes or the, you know, is there an end cap on the um, drainage system on the roof, on the eaves? Um, So, you know, every inspector um, will... I shouldn't say every inspector. I, I, I will say this: every inspector kind of has their own way of doing things, right? Uh, but the major components of a home, um, you know, starting on the exterior—you know—an exterior walkthrough of the house, looking at the siding, looking at the foundation, um, heading up on the roof, looking at the drainage system, the lifespan of the roof, and what's going on there. Um, you know, checking out the foundation, whether that is through a crawl space or in the basement. Um, checking on the heating system, the cooling system, the plumbing, the electrical of the home, making sure that the uh, outlets are up up to date um, and everything is squared away there, Uh, checking out the fireplace if there is one, Um, getting up into the attic, making sure that the uh, ventilation as well as the insulation are both adequate, Um, and then doing an interior run-through of the house, right, making sure that um, faucets aren't leaking, um, pipes under the sinks aren't leaking, uh, making sure that doors are shutting and latching. Um, so just you know it's a lot of little things um, but once you once you do it enough, right like those things that are wrong really just kind of stick out. Um, and I for sure miss things. I think I think all home inspectors um, are gonna miss something here and there um, but you know, Like I said, when you've been doing it enough, they kind of really jump out at you.
0: Yeah, I think people kind of underestimate it when you're walking around looking at things like, okay, there's a switch that's cracked or this is chipping or this is peeling. But once they get that 25, you know, 25, 30 page report, then they realize how much time you actually took to look at each part of things. But
1: yeah, you know, and sometimes that report can be really daunting to someone, you know, I mean, I will leave a home inspection And, you know, tell the buyer, hey, I think you have a great home here. Um, You know, a little bit of love, maybe some new paint, um, you know, caulking a couple nail holes. Um, I think you're going to be really happy with with this investment. Uh, The the next day or later that afternoon, depending on what time I do the inspection, um, you know, they get the report and they're like, whoa, there's 43 recommendations Mm -hmm. or maintenance issues that this guy all of a sudden has for me. When I just talked to him five hours ago, everything was right. And he said you told him this was a great house. I don't think people understand that, you know, I'm gonna call out everything that I see, not necessarily because it's a flaw in the structural integrity of the home, or because I think that it's something that you that, that should make you run away from the home. But besides making sure that everything is safe for you and your family, I also wanna make sure that. I can uh, give you like a honeydew list for lack of a better word, right? Like things cracks in the driveway, right? I can't tell you how many homes have cracks running through the driveway. That's just something that I want you to keep an eye on and really more or less just know about, right? If it starts to raise after a couple of years, maybe we need to think that it's becoming a tripping hazard and we need to do something about it. Um, But not everything that I report needs to be fixed today or tomorrow even.
0: Yeah, and that's something um, for everyone. I've done inspections with Jake in the past, so something that I have noticed that a lot of inspector, a lot of inspectors don't uh, take into consideration is when they're relaying this information um, or just talking with the client while they're there at the inspection. You're not just keeping a, a level head. I mean, you're you're being realistic. You're saying, I mean, yeah, the house has got this going on, but I mean, it's it's not going to kill you, or right. you can do that whenever, but it doesn't need immediate attention. So that was definitely something I appreciated because I mean, you made it real because when an inspector doesn't talk, doesn't give feedback, then clients are just sitting back. Like this dude is hiding something and I don't feel comfortable with this house.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and a good example that I can think of, um, you know, like corner cracks off of a window or off of like the corner of a home, right? Like a lot of houses that are a little bit older will have these settling cracks. They're just hairline cracks that when you look and you're an untrained, um, you have an untrained eye, you're thinking, oh my God, the, the, the corner of this wall is, is cracking. There's probably foundational issues. I'm sure the attic is an absolute mess. When in, in all reality, like that really just kind of needs to be patched and, and repainted. And you'll be on your way and good as new. All houses are going to have little defects like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, it's one of the realizations for a first-time homebuyer, too, is they're looking at things like that saying, okay, I need to replace the whole window and I need to right. restructure this part of the house. When Then you start getting into the receipts and the invoices and you're like, what What did I just do? I could have just put a Band-Aid on that for now or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah, let's uh, transition into, just out of curiosity, a lot of people ask this too, is what's on your tool belt? I've seen inspectors who come to it. I've seen an inspector actually who came to an inspection without a ladder. And to me, like that is just a standard practice. But I mean, what's what's on your tool belt when you're at an inspection?
1: Yeah, so I come with two ladders. Um, I try to get up on every single roof I possibly can. Um, Shout out our guy, Kenny McLaurin, Um, With McLaurin Inspections down in Tampa, Florida, I actually did some training with Kenny. I know you know Kenny from uh, his previous life here in the Metro Detroit area. Um, That guy goes everywhere. It's unreal. I've seen that guy crawl up scaffolding on a side of a building to, to get to the AC when he just couldn't get keys to get through the top door. You know, like it's the guy goes everywhere. So I really try to take that with me. Um, and every roof that I can get on, um, I can, I I get on. uh, if it rained that day, obviously I'm going to get up there and I'm going to probably just stay on my ladder. Um, but if it's, if it, if I can do it, I'm going to do it. So I bring a big ladder for that. I bring a smaller ladder for the interior, getting up into attics and crawl spaces. Um, when I want to look at, you know, like I said, ventilation, um, and insulation, things like that. So uh, on the tool belt, though, you've got screwdrivers. um, You're going to put me on a spot. I'm going to blank. I carry this with me every day, right? Gas meters, um, outlet detectors, which is going to tell me if there's an open ground um, or if GFCIs are not working. Um, Flashlight. You know, you can turn on every light in the house at high noon and be surprised prized really what you don't see unless you put a hard high quality flashlight on it um you know water marks on the ceiling from the bathroom upstairs things like that um that's that's really important to have um let's see what else do i carry with me oh um i think in our in our last inspection or no we did not use it in the last inspection that we did but a moisture meter um, you know, if, if we do have that leaking from a second story bathroom on the ceiling, I see it by f- putting the flashlight up there. Um, you know, I can get a moisture meter up there on the ceiling or on the top of the wall. Check. Hey, is anything leaking? Um, is there any current active moisture leaks there? Um, you know, I've used it on the inside of a interior window before, um, you know, siding improperly installed and it leaks through to the interior, the window cracks at the bottom, put your moisture meter up, yeah, it's full of water. Um, a drone is something that uh, we just purchased that we're going to be using a little bit more. Well, I know I said I do get up on all the roofs, but that is not every roof. Um, so definitely wanna make sure that we can at least get aerial photos if we're not able to get up there. Uh, and then a sewer scope as well is something, something that we do. Gotcha. And uh, that just
0: kind of brings us into the next point is I know we talked about it a little bit, but uh, what, what components, I know we talked about the components, but what do you look at? I mean, are you looking at every little piece of the, the roof and the crawl space and what are you looking for and things like
1: that? Yeah, yeah. so I think like every component you've got a stamp. So I am certified by InterNACHI. Um, InterNACHI offers a standards of practice that I repeat through every home. So, um, you know, if I'm on top of a roof, I'm looking at what type of roofing is there? How old do we think it is? How many layers are to it? Um, if it is asphalt, how's the granularity of it? Um, and, and how long do I think I, that it has to, to, to service the new homeowner? Um, we're looking at eaves troughs. Uh, we're looking at soffit vents. We're looking at flashings, wall flashings, drip flashings. Um, so like I said, there's, there's a lot of things inside each component.
0: And... Uh- I've, I've a, kind of complimented you on this a little bit, but the, the presentation of your report, what, is, what does that look like? How is it displayed? I know it can get really overwhelming to a buyer, but kind of break that down yeah. a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I use a software called Spectora to do all of my reporting. Um, I offer my reports 24 hours um, from the start of the inspection. Uh, is when the buyer can be prepared to have the report in their hand. Usually it's less time than that um, with the market and how crazy things are right now. Sometimes I'm doing, you know, 8 p.m. inspections. I'm not going to go home. Most of that report I'm doing on site, I, I just got to go home and take a break. So you're going to get down probably 8 a.m. the next morning, not, you know, midnight that night or something like that. Um So, yeah, I use Spectora, like I said, for all of my inspections. Um, I found that after the research that I did, it was really the most interactive for the client. So a lot of photos, a lot of videos, um, the ability for me to edit photos and really pinpoint what I'm talking about in a certain situation um, is huge for the client to to better understand what's going on. Um, So, you know, sewer scope you're gonna get a full video of the sewer, and then you're gonna get still shots of any issues or problems that that might arise. Um, On the just regular home inspection side of things, you're gonna get a photo of each side of the home, you're gonna get photos of all of the rooms as well as videos of all of the rooms. You know, Something that I really like that we're able to add in with Spectora is kind of DIY notes, right? Which I think helps the buyer Maybe take a step back and breathe a little bit if they do get um, sticker shocked, for lack of a better term, um, when they see, oh my gosh, 43 recommendations or maintenance tips that this guy has for me. Well, one of them is just fixing that corner crack that I was talking about. And, and here's a little DIY information on how you can sand that down, patch it, and then paint over it, right? So that's something else that I, I really like um, in the feature, or I'm sorry, in the software.
0: Gotcha. And what was cool is, because uh, because I've seen this. So, what was cool is that it yeah, laid out. I would out, love to
1: hear. Yeah, I would love to hear kind of your your side of of Spectora and the software versus maybe something else you've seen.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think I think it's it's hit or miss depending on who's looking at it. I think for maybe an older crowd, it might not be as functional if you're not really right. tech savvy. Um, but. Even if you, if you aren't, I mean, it's still pretty laid out. Everything's on the side. You just click through it. And another cool feature is just having all those things on the top that just you can click to, like the things that need immediate attention or just kind of softer recommendations, and there's just a number next to it. You click to it. It groups them all together. A lot of reports kind of obviously they have everything laid out from the exterior to the roof to the heating to the cooling. Right. and all the major parts that they recommend fixing or need immediate attention is within those margins. So you're looking through the whole report just to kind of get that grocery list of things Mm -hmm. that need immediate attention. So it was kind of cool to have that on the top. And that's, that's what I've recommended to my clients. And that's what I've said time and time again, is that an inspection report is a grocery list. That is, that is what it's for. It's, Mm -hmm. It's not only to get everything together so you know what's wrong with the house it allows you to just take that to a hardware store figure out what you need for the house to get it ready and if you're neglecting to get some of that stuff done you can get it done before you sell because another inspector is probably going to find the same thing plus some so right that's just that's just been my
1: my recommendation but Um, Yeah, I think the report is something good to hang on to as well, specifically if you have like a fall or winter inspection, Um, you know, your home inspector might give you something to follow up on or check on in five, six months when the weather warms up. Um, And to be able to go back and reference that and kind of check things off, like you said, that grocery list, I think is good.
0: Yeah. So that, that kind of just brings us into the next part where I was saying about the stuff that needs immediate attention. I mean, what, what happens when they get bad news about an inspection? I mean, what, what happens next? Obviously the, the real estate professional has a huge say in the negotiation aspect of it, but what's your take on that?
1: Yeah. So I always try to lead the home buyer. If there is a major defect in the home um, you know, if it's plumbing, if it's electrical, If there's a large shift in the foundation, you know, we really want to get a qualified professional um, in there to to take a look at it and give you a little bit fuller encompassing scope on not only what is it going to take to fix this, maybe how bad is the issue really, uh, but then also, you know, what's something like that going to cost? Is that something where we might be able to work that into the deal moving forward? Or is this something where we're maybe going to have to step away? Uh, and keep looking for our home
0: and I and there's another misconception with that because a lot of the the inspection reports are laid out to kind of have a professional do this a professional do this and obviously mm-hmm. that's your advice giving them guidelines but that doesn't mean you have to I mean if you if you know somebody in the field it doesn't mean that you have to go out of your way and get your quotes and do all this if you know right. somebody that's in it or if you're kind of feeling like you're handy enough to get some of that stuff done. That's not going to create a hazard for yourself or anyone living in the house. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of like those DIY features that I was telling you about, you know, being able to tag a issue um, or be able to let a home buyer know, Hey, this is an issue that you could probably tackle on your own or your brother-in-law who's a handyman can probably tackle on his own. Um, I think kind of, you know, definitely eases the anxiety when you know, you're looking at, like you said, 30, 40 items on a grocery list. Yeah, and especially with like 30 or 40 things, I mean,
0: my mind would be like, okay, that's that's 30 or 40 YouTube videos I have to watch and how to do all this <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, just absolutely. obviously having that layout, like you said, just to kind of, oh, all I have to do is sand this and paint this or whatever. I mean, again, it just, right. it just adds to the grocery list of the stuff you need to get those jobs done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just kind of a an, an open discussion here. What's what's another thing that you'd want people to know about a home inspection that maybe you see, or I mean, just just touch on that a little bit. I, w-
1: I would say, you know, we are very educated. We know a little bit about a lot of things and some home inspectors know a lot about specific things. You know, you've got home inspectors that were plumbers previously or HVAC guys or builders. Um, You know, when I see a plumbing defect, um, you know, if it is under a sink somewhere and and the S trap is not how it should be, you know, I can comment on that. If you're talking about, um, you know, something more in the electrical field, like I'm just not an electrician and I know electrical 101 or maybe 201 even, I know more than the average Joe for sure. Um, but because that is such a high issue of sensitivity, as far as safety goes, I never want to just talk about something I don't know. So I, I think when I tell a buyer, you know, I'm not sure about that question, but I, I can talk to my, like one of my preferred contractors and let, you know, sometimes that bothers people because they think, Hey, you're supposed to be your professional on every single part of the house. And that's really just not how it is.
0: And that's what I was just about to mention. I was, I was going to say, before anybody says, oh, this guy has no idea what he's talking about, it's the same thing in the real estate industry. A lot of people expect real estate agents to know the ins and outs, basically be a home inspector too. And they, right, they yeah. as well as giving quotes, I mean, they'll, they'll look at something and be like, oh, what would, you, what would you price this at? And like, obviously we can give them a general range, but with the inflation of materials and whatever the labor is going to cost, I mean, right we're we're not necessarily licensed in that as well. I mean, we do we do the real estate transaction, we handle the paperwork, we find you the house, but and obviously we have backstories that help us perform our jobs better just like you do. I mean, just any backstory, but it's just one of those things where you you just need to understand that there's professionals for each section of this and I mean, to, for someone to know every little aspect about a home, I mean, for example, I mean, take a look at an HGTV show. If you look at Fixer Upper or Property Brothers, I mean, these guys are hiring work out. I mean, they might know a pretty significant amount of stuff to do on the house, but, I mean, they're they're hiring electricians, plumbers, etc., to take care of that. So, yeah, just one of those things. But yeah, definitely, I think that's a great point. Yeah, but before we, uh, we kind of wrap this up, what is the strangest thing you've seen at an inspection?
1: To be honest with you, man, it might be – recently, I think it comes with the inspection that we just did last <laughs> week in the basement. And I don't even know if you and I talked about this. Do you know no. what I'm talking about in the yeah, it was,
0: Yeah, it was kind see, of like a, like, a, like a mouth shut through the key kind of thing, and we didn't really talk more about we it. We didn't,
1: but... no. I didn't circle up with you on that. And maybe – I've got a photo of it. I don't know if you took a photo of it, oh, but yeah. I can send you the photo. Okay, well, we can, we've got to put a photo out so the people can see what we're yeah. talking about um but it was a shelf with I think it was like a squirrel skull and then it appeared to be like two sets of dentures or something along those lines I'm not I'm not sure what it was um it was it was an interesting find it was a quick picture and I just kind of kept it moving
0: yeah and it was a uh... I mean, I went down there. I mean, obviously everyone has their own ambiance and everything like that. But you try not to judge, man. E- exactly. But it just, it, it threw me off. I mean, there was just, there was a lot of like satanic things down there that just kind of freaked me out a little <laughs> bit. And I mean, obviously yeah. the, the, the new buyers of this house were just talking about throwing sage all over the house and having somebody yeah. come in because I mean, I, I really, I mean, there was candles burning and all this stuff. Like you don't really know what they were doing there.
1: Yeah, and it was it was um, it was interesting for sure.
0: But what's funny is with those same buyers, uh, one of the houses we've seen, um, there we went down to the basement and there was a, a room full of just the whole floor was filled with Playboy's, the whole entire thing. Oh, and I great mean, reader. yeah, huge reader. This guy was very <laughs> educated, but <laughs> I mean. What blows my mind is like, he, as a realtor, uh, you emphasize so much about getting a house ready for showings and doing all this, and like th- this guy just has this these magazines scattered all over the all over yeah, the floor. He's not
1: helping. He's not helping anybody anywhere sell that house.
0: No, and I mean, maybe maybe a specific buyer, but I mean yeah. for the most part, no. And then you walk outside that door, and there's just like you know like these old creepy, like almost Chucky like dolls sitting in the chairs. And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> How do you guys feel about this? I mean, no what dolls are you or playboys do aside, no. but like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I, I will also say that I think that if you do enough home inspections, eventually you come across the home where you have the pull down attic and you pull it down and they've got like a plastic figurine of like Mary or Joseph or like Santa for Christmas that they usually put out in the front yard that they didn't want to, you know, put all the way back in their attic, so they pulled it down and put it right there. That will always get you. Always. That always will will surprise you, to say the least.
0: I thought I thought you were gonna say that you uh you were gonna pull down the attic
1: and it was gonna be like a Christmas vacation type thing, and you're gonna be <laughs> hit in the face. But <laughs> no. Every once in a while, you'll get. Um, I I did a house um, probably six weeks ago now where I pulled down the attic. And they had replaced the roof like two years prior and no one, I guess, had gotten up into and all this debris had fallen through and no one had gotten up there and cleaned it up. And I must have been the first person to pull down the attic since that was replaced. I pulled it down and it was on top of a stairwell leading down to the basement, which is already sketchy enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But I pull it down. And these people had just replaced the carpet in the past like year, and all of this like asphalt sh- shingle debris comes down on this like beige carpet. Ugh. And it was one of those things where I was like, I feel terrible, but like I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. So, you know, got the vacuum and vacuumed up what we could, and you know, left a note for the for the current homeowners. And what are you going to do?
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up. I mean, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to to hop on a call with me. Finally.
1: Yeah, finally. I appreciate you for uh, taking time to have me and it was, it was really fun. We got to get fishing sometime. I know, uh, summer here is already winding up, so we gotta, we gotta get out there before it's too hot.
0: For sure. And, uh, if, if anybody has any questions or whatever, I mean, what's, what's the best way to reach you? Where can they find you? Yeah, yeah, you can
1: e- yeah. Um, my website is pointsnorthhomeinspections.com. And if you have any questions, you want to get a hold of me, uh, my email is info at pointsnorthhomeinspections.com. And then you can find me on Instagram at pointsnorthhomeinspections. All
0: right, sounds good. Well, that wraps it up again. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. Yeah.